Art of the Assistant. Brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia. A podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. Hey, welcome everyone to the Art of the Assistant. And thanks for joining us today. I'm here with uh, Treg Spicer and I'm Dan Vaughn. We're here in the heart of West Virginia. Also, if you hear any background noise and uh, we're enjoying a s'mores latte. What are you drinking, Trey? <laughs> s'mores latte. S'mores latte. Yeah, All right. Latte. I like it. Yes. Uh, but uh, we're excited that you've joined us and excited about some things coming up. Yeah. I mean, Dan, I'm really excited about what's coming up. We've got some great interviews with some assistant pastors who have served in ministry a long time. Um, we've got actually an interview in the works with Phil Johnson, John MacArthur's longtime assistant pastor mm. and the overseer of Grace to You Ministries has agreed to interview with us. And awesome. I'm really excited about that but not as excited as I am about this interview coming up in a couple weeks. And guys, listen, uh, I have um, two special guests coming to be interviewed. One is my wife and the other is Holly, Dan's wife. Yeah. And we are going to get their perspective of being the wife of an assistant pastor. Yeah. And, and we're going to ask them some questions and just get their feedback and hopefully encourage you in that. So if you're listening to this and your wife has some questions or maybe some frustrations with where you are or find yourselves. If you want to email Dan or I some of those questions or hmm. topic of conversations that you might have for our wives, we would welcome that. And actually, he would give us a direction even to go, yeah. you know, for our wives to go as they talk. So you can send that to Treg at faithwv.org or Dan at Hope's point.org h-o-p-e-s-p-o-i-n-t yep so that'll be coming up here in a couple weeks and we would um, love and encourage any feedback on that we can have for our wives as as we put them to the test and yeah. see i don't know they might kick us after that we might not be on anymore dan might that be is them. true yeah that that is true um i i am uh, going to put some parameters on there you don't want to talk about this you're not talking about that <laughs> so we are looking forward to that here in a couple weeks and we are excited about our subject today i want to encourage you if you have enjoyed the uh, the podcast and it's been a help to you it might be a help to some other assistants uh, that you know of. And so consider uh, sending that link on to them, sharing that with them, and help get the, the word out uh, about the, the content that uh, the Lord's laid on our heart to share. And so today I'm especially excited about, uh, not, not because uh, I'm great at it, because it's, it's a struggle of mine, and I feel like it'll be helpful to you as well. What are we gonna talk about today, Trang? Pleasing people. <laughs> We are, we are people pleasers. I think that by nature, this isn't a bad thing. Um, you know, as pastors, we want to, we want to make sure we are keeping everybody happy, but I think we've got to ask ourselves a question. And as we look at it today, Dan, is who is it that I'm trying to please? Hmm. You know, as an assistant pastor, we can often find ourselves being all things to all men in all areas of service. So you want to be all things to the pastor. I mean, you want to always be there for him when needed. You know, if he calls, you want to, you want to make sure that, you know, I, I'm doing everything I can 
for the pastor and to keep the pastor happy. Yeah. Maybe you find yourself in an administrative situation in your job flowchart where you've got even a couple assistants over you. Hmm. So now not only am I serving the pastor, I've got to serve these administrative assistants who are over me and I'm trying to do all things for them. And then if you're working in a Christian school, if you're so fortunate, quote unquote, enough to be doing that, <laughs> you know, you've got your school administrator who's over you. Right. And, you know, a lot of you guys are coaches. So if you are coaching, then that puts somebody else, an athletic director over top of you. And you're mm -hmm. trying to do all things to make the athletic director happy as well. And, and so you are obviously there to serve the people in your church and be all things to them. And you're striving to look good before your board and because you want them to be on your side. Mm -hmm. And and before you know it, man, you you are so stretched right? and you're stressed because you're trying to keep everybody happy. Yeah. And I'm afraid, Dan, when we're doing that, where we fail is keeping our wives and our families right. happy. Sure. And so my wife says, I haven't seen you in weeks, I know, but I've just been so busy and yeah. your kids don't even know who you are. Well, this won't last forever. This is just a season where I'm trying to get all these things done. And that season extends to months, to years. And before you know it, because of my attitude of trying to keep everybody happy, I've missed what's important. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, really, in the effort to make everybody happy, um, you're, you make no one happy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> You right. fall short of that. Right. And when I think of, of pleasing people, the first thing that comes to my mind, really, uh, is, um, you know, the Bible tells us that uh, the fear of man brings a snare. And, and it's all rooted, in, in, in my view, people pleasing is all rooted in the fear of man. That's good. Yeah. And so anyone that looks at me and um, I want to please them, I'm, I'm afraid. You know, yeah. I'm afraid of yeah. what they'll think about me. Yeah. I'm afraid of disappointing them. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm afraid of confrontation. Right. Uh, and there's, there's a wide <laughs> array of things mm -hmm. that we're afraid of. Yeah. But people-pleasing is rooted in, in the fear of man. And yeah. it tells us that it brings a snare. It's a trap. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you alluded to that. At the end of the day, uh, trying to please everybody, that's the trap. Yeah. And, and we end up pleasing no one. And the people who are disappointed the most is the people who God has given us responsibility to disciple and to minister to. And uh, we fail miserably in that area. No, I think that's, that's, that's exactly, exactly right. And so when it comes to that, I think inside, we know it's wrong. Right. You know, we know, man, we shouldn't be doing this. And, and, and we fail miserably at overcoming it. And I know for me personally, and, and I say me personally, but I think maybe all of our listeners would say, yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> you know? sure. That's me too. And, but I, I enjoy doing things for people. You know, yeah. it was one of my five love languages. It's, it's showing. Mm -hmm. And so if if I get a text from one of my kids that says, Dad, um, I got I got my teacher M&M's for class today, and I just found out she loves Twix more than M&M's. Can you go get me Twix for her? <laughs> you know, where some parents would be like, tough luck, buttercup. She can eat her M&M's. Right, right. I'm more of the, yeah, yeah I'll go get them. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind. I enjoy doing that. Right. Dad, when you stop... Um, to get gas, bring me home a milkshake from Sheets. Okay, right, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, I I, don't, I like doing that, and, and some of that's who I am. But yeah. if I'm not careful, um, that can be an overwhelming factor in my life. Of just, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to get the Dad of the Year award. I, I'm just pleasing them. But there's a fine line between pleasing and spoiling. And you know, let's say at home, I'm doing this for my wife, and you know, I've done this, and I've 
I've done the dishes and I've done the laundry and I've cleaned the house trying to please her. And then, you know, there's an argument between us. And then all these things that I did to please people, now I'm going to hold over her. Right. Yeah. You know, but look at everything I've done for you. Yeah. And even as a parent, we're like, when the kids disbehave, guys, everything that I do for you, and this is how you're going to treat your dad. Yeah. Right. And so did I, did I do it in the right spirit? Well, no. I, at that point, yes. absolutely you didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. And, and, but we can be the same way in our ministries. Right. Well, how, how dare you confront me and saying that I'm not doing this? Look at everything else mm-hmm. I've done. Right. You know, look at all the other things I've done in this ministry. And, and so I've gone from a people pleaser to having a, the wrong spirit and attitude with it. Right. So really, it was more about me mm-hmm. than it was others. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as, you were, as you were talking about that, I was thinking of um, there in Revelation where Jesus was talking uh, and he says, you've done this right, you've done this right, you've done this right, you've done this mm-hmm. right. Nevertheless, I, you know, I've, I've got kind of a bone to pick with you here. And he mentioned something. And if we're not careful, you know, that that attitude can come in. But what about all these other things that mm-hmm. I've done right? Uh, and so, yeah, when, even when we do things, um, it becomes more about me doing it because it fulfills me. It, it, yeah, it helped you, but that's the byproduct. It's actually, it yeah. fulfilled me yeah. to do that for you. And that's exactly right. Hmm. Yeah, so so I, you know, if, if we transfer this conversation, okay, to many of our listeners right now, I think they're thinking, I just I just want to please people. I just, I just want to make everybody happy. I just want to keep my job and not get fired. I just want everyone to see I work twice as hard as anybody else on the staff. I, mm. I want the people to know that if anybody in this ministry deserves a raise, it's me. I work so hard. Yeah. And, and one day when, when I'm putting my application out there, I want people to know how hard of a worker I was so I can get that senior pastor position I've always wanted. Mm. I want the senior pastor to acknowledge my work to the yeah. whole church yeah. for everything I did and structuring this outreach <laughs> or pulling off this VBS right, or, right. Or, or doing this. And again, what's it go back to? It goes back to me. Yeah. You know, and I think um, to put this in a sports um, application, I guess, or illustration is the word. We call it the wide receiver syndrome. And and when I think of a wide receiver, you know, this guy is getting paid millions of dollars to do what? Yeah. Catch a football, right? You know, they they practice it every. He's been catching football since he was four, right? <laughs> you know, right. probably younger. And it's all he does is run routes and catch footballs, and run routes and catch footballs, and and he runs a route. He's wide open. It's a five-yard pass. My 10-year-old could catch it. He's that wide open, and he catches it, and then what happens? Yeah. Well, especially today. It's not the icky shuffle in the end zone anymore. Right. You know, it's this whole uh-huh. play that they're doing, where they're uh-huh. walking down the runway, or right. they're, you know, they're doing right. a photo shoot. It, it's kind of fun to watch at times, but it's, uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. um, when you look at that. But what he is doing, and that wide receiver is doing, is saying, hey, it's all about right me. Yeah, it's yeah. not about the team. Yeah, I'm not hugging. Now the quarterbacks are better at it, but the wide receiver is not hugging the offensive lineman. Right. Yeah. He's not and, even really. And I was the offensive lineman. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. In, in high school, we never got the love. Yeah. You right. Know, we never right. got any love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so that's that's good. And so it's all about him. Right. You know, the quarterbacks the one that put it there. Yeah. With all the pressure of everybody coming to get him, mm-hmm. but it's at that moment. And so many times in ministry, we're, we're the same way. 
You know, we want that applause. Mm -hmm. We desire to be acknowledged. You know, the touchdown is not enough. You know, having a, a as an assistant, we do a VBS and it goes great. Well, that VBS is not enough. We want more. We want the acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. We want we want the the dance in the end zone. We want we want all those things to happen. Yeah. You know, because of something I did, and and I just did it for everybody, and I did it for. No, we've got to be careful, guys, and and, and to self examination to see if we did it for us, right? Yeah. You know what? What was the point and what was the purpose hmm. of of doing? What was the motive of your actions? Right. Yeah. You know, was it truly and whatsoever we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, do mm -hmm. all to the glory of God, or was it for my personal yeah benefit? Yeah, and and that applies in so many areas of life. Um, just this morning, I was reading James. And he says, you know, you have not because you ask not. But when you do ask, you're missing the mark. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're asking a miss. Why? So that you can consume it upon your That's own good. lust. Mm -hmm. So really, um, our, our motivation is everything. Yeah. And when we, when we think about pleasing people, it's hard because part of us, we, we don't think it's about us. Right. You know, we don't, we don't think it's about us, but sometimes it really mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. I, I hate for somebody to be disappointed in me. I hate that feeling. I, I really do. It bothers me. But it's sometimes it's not about the disappointment. It's about the feeling that I'm having, you know, that right. if somebody's disappointed in me. So we really have to get to the heart of the matter and and recognize am I doing this for them? Am I doing it for me? Or am I right. doing it for God? Yeah. Because that's really what we're supposed to be doing, or who right. we're supposed to be doing it right. for. Right. No, that's that's good. So, um, you know, practical, let's say, guys, that, you know, you're listening to the, the podcast. I mean, I want to do a podcast, too. Well, even with our own sitting here, why are we doing this? Right. Yeah. You know, are we doing this um, for us? Are we doing this for others? Are we, you know, are people put us up to this? And are we, are we doing this to please people? So if, if I'm not careful... I can add so many things mm -hmm. to my agenda as we go back and think about talk, you know, time management. Right. Yeah. Because I, I just want to make sure everybody's happy. And this will be another podcast in the future, the art of um, essentialism. But sometimes we're going to have to disappoint people and tell them no. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we, we glamorize traveling and we glamorize speaking and <laughs> right. being invited to these conferences and doing this and doing that. The fact of the matter is, if God's called me to be an assistant pastor in this local church, if God's called me to be a pastor at Faith Baptist Church, it's hard for me to pastor if I'm traveling, True. you know, um, even three or four days a month. Yeah. You know, I was in Florida speaking there uh, the first of the, the year, and those were three days it took me forever to catch up. Because mm -hmm. right. not only am I catching up at home, I'm catching up with the office, right. I'm catching up with my studies, and my, and it's just, you know, if I'm doing that all the, I don't know how, I don't know how I could. Right. Sure. You know, but if somebody asks me to do it, I don't want to tell them no, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's tough sometimes. Right. To have yeah. that balance, but we've got, to, I think we need to learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, so when you, the art of telling people no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is that is very important. Uh, so, how do you, uh, as an assistant, as you look at your job description, mm -hmm. and maybe you are feeling uh, overwhelmed, uh, 
Uh, maybe you have searched your, your, you know, your motives, and you feel like, okay, this I can't. This is unreasonable for mm-hmm. me to accomplish. Yeah, how, how do you, you know, how do you address that? Because you know, the, the people pleasing mentality. There are some people that you're hired to please. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I used to pray as an assistant, um, Lord, help me see things through my pastor's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, help me to meet the needs that you know that he expects me to meet. Yeah. Um, it was very important to me that his uh, expectations were met. And so how do you prioritize uh, that? And I know that that ties in with time management and yeah. all of that, but how do you prioritize if you know you can't be the the youth guy, the um, you know Christian school principal, the mm-hmm. outreach director, the mm-hmm. uh, the um, you know elderly uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, nursing home minister, you know you can't be all things to all men. Yeah. And you can't be all things to one man either. Right. That's so, right. You know and then that, this doesn't have to be the pastoral role. I hear it in the business world all the right. time. You know, talking to a, a loan officer and they had somebody quit and mm-hmm. their supervisor quit. So before he knew it, you know, he was doing all the loans at the bank. They didn't have a senior supervisor, so he just kind of fit that role because he had more seniority than everybody. Mm-hmm. So now he's he's coaching and helping other loan officers that are new at the bank. And he's really doing the job of three people. Right. And the president of the bank's like, they don't care. Right. You go ahead. Yeah. You know, you're saving us a ton of money. Right. But when he takes a position at another bank, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to hire three people to take it because yeah. he just did it. Right. And so I, I think sometimes it's not just ministry, it can be any place of employment. If we're not careful, we can find ourselves being spread pretty thin. So when I when I find myself in that position, what do I do? The first thing I do, if you're an assistant and you're like, Man, that's me, I am like you said, basketball coach, assistant pastor, youth pastor, um, you know, janitor, whatever, you know, school administrator. And I, I'm just, I'm getting stretched too thin. Mm-hmm. Take your schedule, take, write down your job description, how much time you spend doing it. Sometimes we think we're busy, but when we truly write down what we're doing, maybe it's because I'm wasting too much time in other areas. That's very true. Yeah. You know, so my first advice is guys, write down exactly what you're doing. After you write down exactly what you're doing, go and talk to another pastor. Yeah. Go talk to a mentor. Um, call someone on the phone and say, listen, I'm struggling in this area. It might be me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are guys out there that you, that are, we're, we're not, I don't know, we're lazy. I'm lazy. Yeah. And I can say, man, I, I can't do all this. And the bottom line is it might not be that much. Right, right. But to me it is, but it might not be in reality. Right. And I just need a older, wiser man to look at it and say, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, welcome to my life. Yeah. And, and or they might look at it and say, Whoa, how do how do you even see your wife at night? Mm-hmm. Something's gotta give. Yeah. And so I would take that and just sit down and say, Listen, I'm not complaining. I'm just I don't know if this is too much or what to expect and just yeah. get some counsel. Yeah, that's you know, uh, that's before wise. before you go to the board or before you go to your senior pastor and say, I can't do all this anymore, it's killing me. And they're going to look at you and say, well, I did it when I was your age. You right, know? <laughs> right. see my schedule. Yeah. And, and so that would be my counsel and my advice there. If you guys are doing that, honestly, if you're listening to this, you're like, that's me. Call me. Yeah. You know, shoot me an email and say, Trey, I want to talk. And, and we'll, we'll go through it. Email right. me your, email me your job description. Email me exactly what you're doing and we'll look at it. 
Now, if it's my assistant pastor that's listening to this, don't you dare email me. <laughs> I'll give you more to do. <laughs> you uh, um, you can al- always go back and listen to uh, the podcast that we did about time management. That's right. And yeah. that, that helps a lot as well to, uh, to make sure that you're making the best of your time. Yeah. Uh, but just not being able to say no is an issue. And we talked yeah. about this today from a very practical level uh, about time. But this really can... Um, uh, can be hit from an angle of, um, well, we want our mentors to think highly of us. And sometimes we'll make decisions that goes against our conscience and it goes against even God's direction in our life uh, because we want that person that we admire uh, to look at us and go, oh, that's that's my guy, that's my boy. He's, you know, he's following after me in, in, in this and uh, so there's sometimes that in the ministry that God has, he's directed me different than, than even my pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I became a pastor, there's things that and we have a great relationship uh, now and, and did back then too. Uh, but there's things that I'm doing different that he would have never d- have done. And I went through a time where I was like, man, I, I, I don't want him to look at what I'm doing and, and go, and be disappointed in me. Yeah. So there's people pleasing in every area of yeah. life, and we've got to just transition into: Am I pleasing God? That's that's so good. In and even even certain organizations, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you're in, I don't know, um, Arizona, and you're part of the Arizona Christian Church Association, and you know that. 75% of the pastors on that association are completely against uh, eating steak. Right. And your conscience has no problem eating steak. And so, or let's, no, let's take it this way. They're, they're against sports cars. You know, no pastors have a sports car. All these right. guys are humble. None of them have a sports car. And God has provided you the funds to go out and to buy a sports car. And you love sports cars. You don't have a problem with it personally. And you think it's great. Now, am I going to go do that or am I going to leave the sports car in the garage and only drive it out of state <laughs> because I am, I know sure as the world, if I get in my right. car and I go cruising tonight with my wife, mm-hmm. one of those pastors is going to see me. I can't even enjoy it right? because I'm scared to death. Yeah, Somebody's going to see me in this car sure. and it's going to offend them. You know, or if I, you know, man, nobody in, let's go, I don't know, let's go to Pennsylvania. You're, you're towards the Amish country. Nobody wears shorts. No guys wear shorts. Right, right. And, and I don't have a problem with wearing shorts. Yeah. And, man, it's, it's 95 degrees out and I'm mowing grass, but I've got to wear pants because I know sure as the world as I put on shorts, Pastor so-and-so is going to right. drive by and see me and think less of me mm-hmm. because I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. That's, that's where fear of man. That's it. Yeah, is it's not right in what you were just saying. Yeah, and I'm guilty as charged. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think we all are. There's not one of us that hasn't done something. Uh, you know, we we think of peer pressure as being always a negative thing, mm-hmm. and mo- and a lot of times it is. You know, we only do something because of right. uh, our peers uh, and the pressure we feel, mm-hmm. even if it's unsaid. You know, I, and there's a fine line between that and preferring others. Yeah. You know, we. If, if I know that, uh, you know, it's not your preference for 
fill in the blank. Right. I'm not going to intentionally, you know, right. you know, hang that and, and dangle <laughs> yeah. that in your face. Hey, jump and, in my car. Let's take a ride. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, if it alters the way that you live your life, yeah. um, and, and it gives you that sense of fear, it gives yeah. you that sense of, um, you know, I want to please this person, so I'm not... Well, then it's crossed a line there. Yeah, what about even your family then? So so your kids want to wear shorts to the park, and you tell them, no, because somebody might see us out there. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. teaching. What are we teaching our kids? Right. The fear of God or the fear of man? And and I, I, I don't want my kids to grow up fearing man. I want them to grow up fearing God. Yeah. And so if we don't do something, it's not because somebody else might not like it. You know, we talk about a weaker brother, but 95% of the time when we do something that's going to offend somebody else is somebody that's been saved longer than we have. They should yeah. not be the weaker brother. Right. You know, contextually. So so what, why am I doing this and why am I making these decisions? And and should should I be able to, to my own master, I stand or fall? Hmm. So this is, this is something that's going to be between me and the Lord. Right. Again, I'm not going to throw it in their face. Right. And if you're but not going to show up at Christian at an, liberty, absolutely. And you're not going to show up at an institution that has requirements. Um, if I, if I'm preaching at someone's church and they uh, require their speaker to have a suit and tie on, uh, then I'm wearing a suit absolutely. and tie. I mean, if, absolutely. I mean, if they require, um, you know, whatever, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's different. That's yes. different. You're yes. you're not in rebellion to anybody, but we're mm. talking about your own life. Right. I would say I would take it this far as well. If your pastor has certain standards in in that area, mm. um, and and you've agreed to those, what's well, no time to to rebel uh, against right. that and and have this spirit of well, you that's not Christian liberty. Yeah. You you agreed to that going into mm. that. Don't mm. buck it now. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so. Uh, there's there is a fine line between that preferring that um, you know uh, yeah. being uh, being what you should be to those who do have you know some authority over mm-hmm. you and some guidance and leadership yeah. over you yeah. and then people pleasing. No, that's and good. man, isn't that a mess to, to sort out sometimes, uh, even internally? You know? Absolutely, absolutely. I just, I mean, I I've done it so many times that I just it's just miserable. Always, you know, being sick to your stomach about you're hoping you don't offend somebody. Right. And the bottom line is, I don't answer to them at the end of the day. True. I answer to God. Yeah. And assistant, if you're listening to this, listen, you, you, bottom line is, you will answer to God for how you conducted yourself in the ministry that you are in. Hmm. Not, you know, Miss So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so. Yeah. And what they thought of you. It's what, what God thinks of you. And, and he who hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And faithful is he who calleth you who also will do it. It's, it's God who desires your yeah. best. Yeah. And God has given you those talents to use for his honor and his glory. And you need just to do some heart searching to see why you're doing what you're doing. And if you're living in fear of man, it will bring a snare. It will. And you, you need to be careful with that. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up today, um, search your motives. You know, we talked about that uh, before. Make sure that your motives are uh, are right before God. Make sure you're pleasing Him. If you're part of a, an institution and you've agreed to certain uh, things, um, then it may not be the fear of man or, or people pleasing. It just may be you know your your own heart uh, kind of in in contention with that. 
but remember that you, you serve uh, and you uh, live for an audience of one. And so I hope these um, few little thoughts have been a help to you. I want to encourage you again uh, to, to share this podcast with someone that you uh, think might be a help and a blessing to. Go back, we mentioned the podcast on time management, and that would be a help to you as well. We sure appreciate you listening, and we look forward to addressing you again real soon. Thank you.